I love eating a big spoonful of Milo in the morning, you know, covered in white milk. G'day all toasters, 9 million defense shroom destroyers, NBA partial welders, Pokemon Go disguises, and most importantly, Wayfinders. And welcome to the 43rd episode of the Wayspotters podcast. Wayspotters is proudly brought to you by the Pokemon Professor Network, home to lure it up, special conditions, gotta watch Jamal, sorry, I mean the ball, and of course, Wayspotters. The Pokemon Professor Network is powered by you, the community. If you'd like to support the show, you can for as little as one US dollar a month. This provides you access to the patron-exclusive Discord. It's a fantastic place, filled with fantastic people. Now, where have I heard that before? Any of our patrons will be able to join us for our special taping of episode 45, which we're recording at some point this November. This week is part two of our series of special guest spots from our friends at the Incense to Pokemon Go podcast. Or is it just Incense podcast these days? Who knows? And today we're joined by Milo. No, not Jamal's cat Milo, and not the breakfast cereal I've just eaten, and... I was eating while recording with Ian, the actual human himself. Milo is a very unique content creator in the Pokemon Go space, as he's able to make content creation his full-time job. Unlike most of the creators, he also successfully leads a double life. As a podcast host and podcast editor, video content creator, you will find Milo live-streaming his adventures on YouTube, he's just started doing Spotlight Hour live streams, Top Gear-styled event videos, amazing exploration videos up stupidly tall mountains, and travel videos using the Niantic games as his guide. And most importantly, he manages to balance it all together with a successful social life. And most of all, I think the important thing is I have the privilege of calling Milo my friend. Today is Sunday, the 30th of October for myself, Jamal and Milo, although by the time we wrap recording, it may have nudged over to the 31st of October for me. But before we get to our guest... Jamal, why the hell are you in a hotel room again? This is two episodes in a row. Is something going on in your marriage? Is everything okay? Should I be worried? No, 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 no. Everything is good. The wife is actually right over there sleeping. We went to a wedding last night out of town and we stayed in a hotel. And that's why I'm in a hotel room two weeks in a row. Last week, I was in the hotel because I had the work event. This week is pleasure. So I'm good. Everything is fine. Thanks for asking. A little worried because, you know, hotel rooms, especially in relationships where that one of the two has really bad jokes, could be a sign for something else. (laughs) She doesn't have bad jokes. She she has her jokes are good. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, you might have heard that British laugh in the background. I'm pleased to properly say, hi, Milo. How are you going? Did you enjoy your extra hours sleep today? I sort of actually witnessed the clocks rolling back. I was up quite late so it was all it's all good but thank you very much for having me on it's lovely to see you guys again after seattle which doesn't feel like as long ago as it was it wasn't now milo i need to know this because i asked ian this when we had him on at some point in seattle you were actively avoiding me because every time i saw you i was buying you a shot of some type of liquor so are we going are we we on good good footing right now i'll say look being British, a shot to me is a shot, not a half a glass. So if it's something I'm not particularly fond of, <laughs> add the American-style portion onto it. Uh, <laughs> I was not best pleased when the shots kept coming around. <laughs> yes, and that's why I didn't I, I, that I, night, because I knew Jamal would not let me have an empty drink in my hand. 
Never. Well, I'm like, if my friends are here from Australia and the UK, the least I can do is keep you hydrated, right? That's the least Indeed. I can do. And can I just say thank you for that, Jamal, because I got lots of hugs when he got back to the Airbnb. And I'm pretty sure we've got some photo <laughs> proof of that from Francesco. So we'll see how drunk I get this week to see yes. if you're on the Twitter feed. Yes. There's some photographs from, <laughs> from that trip. I'm pretty sure we put four different types of your merch on you at once and then wrapped you in a sheet, spun you around, put you in bed, shut the lights off and just sort of left you. There's, so there's a word for what you did to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the show. So Jamal's in the hotel room and it has to check out in about an hour and a half. So we actually have a deadline this week, unlike the two and a half hour episode we put out for you last week. And again, apologies for the delay on that episode. An hour before release, I was listening over it again and there was chunks of the episode where Jamal's voice was missing. So we're doing right after we wrap this, Jamal's driving home and he's going to do a re-edit to put his voice back in. I'm sure as much as you like listening to my voice, we also need his points on some things. So we'll get it to you and sorry it was a little delayed. Um, but these things happen when you're at a wedding. Now, this show is also yes. going to be a little different. I've tweaked around the order. We're going to get to the news, but not at the start. First, I want to talk about mm. why I've picked Milo, because there's a lot of our listeners who do not engage in Pokemon Go, which is shocking. And potentially there's a lot of listeners who are tuning in because they're your subscribers or your patrons or whomever Milo or listeners of Incense. So I want to talk about why I felt you would be a good voice to talk Wayfarer with. So I get bored. And when you're live streaming, especially Raid Hour, it's 4 a.m. for me. And I've got nothing else to do when you're not sending me Raid invites. So I pull up the Wayfarer app and the Ingress Intel map, and I look around Walpole Park. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, in the last two weeks, I've seen a lot of new dots appear. Now, I'm, I'm like, all right, was this Milo? So I messaged Francesco, and he's like, yes, Milo and I have been very busy. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, content. So maybe oh, bringing face. you on the show is good. So we just need to bring more people on the show so they improve their own communities in the leader. Yeah. So a lot of these are portals. A lot of them are just poker stops and even more are lightship only. And I'll get back to that later because that excites me. I, I, you're a monster, Lachlan. You are 100% monster with your lightship only portals. Anyway, let's keep moving. But there's a good reason for it. And I know Milo and I talked about this in Seattle, but I want to have people on the record listening to it. So firstly, what's motivated you since Seattle to get out there and start nominating with a new sense of energy and getting your community reviewing so you have naturals going through? Uh, well, I will say it's not just since Seattle. I have been doing this sort of submit, trying to submit waste stops and things for a good year, year and a half. It's just nice to see some of them finally getting through the system and making, as you saw, Walpole Park even more yeah. lit than it already has been over the last couple of years. So I think now we're at the point where all the cells, all the major cells in that park are full at long last. That's exciting. Which it, That's the Jamal dream. It's awesome. It's genuinely awesome. It is. I love a full park. I have one park by my house with, out of the 64 cells, I want to say we have 42 filled in. See, that's pretty insane. So... Just as a rough guesstimate, how many waste spots do you think you've had approved since Seattle? Ooh, good one. Um, I want to say maybe may around like, it might be into... Because I've had 20. It might be around 16 or so, Okay, I think. That's pretty good. 
That's absolutely respectable, Milo. I like that. Because as I sort of established early, you do like seven things in a day. Mm. So obviously to be able to find the time to get a little bit of wayfaring in is very important. It's something I cover a lot in the show you haven't listened to yet because no one's listened to it yet except Jamal and I. But exclusive. in that vein, <laughs> what's your biggest gripe with Wayfarer? See, that's a good question. And probably like for the last couple of years, I've I've did on and off submissions for things if I went out and about. And I, th- I feel personally, until maybe more recently, as you've seen with some way spots actually getting through in our system around West London, there there is a lot of community i don't know where from maybe it's ingress i don't want to point fingers or maybe some other people just being lazy reviewers and stuff where because maybe the way spot doesn't fit within the criteria of the game that they like to play they just shove it to the side with you know this criteria isn't fulfilled or some bizarre reasoning so for me the denial or the sort of i guess I know the appeal system exists now, but it does take an age. It's when you put something in, you know it's legit, it may get through, it may not, but when it comes back and it says, you know, we submitted a stone carving that's like from, I think, the Victorian era, yep, late 1800s or so, and it's on the side of a post office building, perfectly legit in an empty cell, and it came back not accepted because it's on farmland. And yep. you think so that the private what? residence rejection? Yeah, it's not on private land though. I know, but people uh, from talking to a few friends in the UK, and we've had a recent couple of patrons join us who are big in the Wayfair in the stuff. UK. Th- there's a big debate around the trail markers and certain other things which yeah. Niantic have gone on record on the community forum saying this is what we want you to be submitting. These are the types of versions of this which we'd like you to approve, and the UK reviewers will turn around and say, uh, no, that is everywhere. They are generic, but Niantic has gone out of their way to say that these are good locations. Mm. So, and that's, and that's the most frustrating part for a lot of the patrons is Niantic has specifically called out that that is acceptable and they want that in the game. And the biggest part for me, Milo is the education piece, getting people who are old Ingress heads or people who are just kind of curmudgeons to understand that there's updated criteria and they need to follow it. And quite honestly, we need Niantic to enforce that for people who are one star rejecting things that should be in the game, because what they're doing is they're driving away new wayfinders who are excited to nominate something like, like what you're describing is perfectly legitimate, yeah. but people are saying, no, this is on private land when it's yeah. not. And it's going to drive people away. Yes, from it can be incredibly and, frustrating. And take a UK example of the post boxes, right? Uh, there's currently a big conversation about at what point do the Queen Elizabeth post off uh, yes. Elizabeth II post boxes become historic? Uh, do they have to be ones installed before a certain date? Like what's going to be the line that's drawn in the sand? And I don't think Niantic's ready to handle that conversation yet. I think it's so recent, mm. but I, I, it's going to be an interesting situation because there are so many more QE2 post boxes than there were even say like George the sixth or George the fifth. And uh, you know, the Eddie that came between them. Yeah. So uh, like even the Victoria ones, which is when they started putting the the seal on the post boxes. So we've, we've talked about gripes, but to keep things a little positive, because I know you haven't heard 42 yet. Positive energy. It's basically my, 
if I go missing this week, listen to 42. <laughs> um, Lachlan bears his soul on 42. Ooh. It's the meaning of life after all. So thinking positively, what's your favorite thing about the Wayfarer system as it currently stands? That's actually a very tricky question. Uh, not mean to sound downbeat about it. I think, like genuinely, one of the nicest things is at, is going out to a new place. I remember very early twenty twenty two, Ian and I went to Diddley Squat Farm shop. You know, both yep. of us big fans of Clarkson's Farm, and we went on this massive walk to try and find the sculpture of James May's head that was in the Amazon Prime show, and it was noted as a waste spot. Somebody submitted it in, as a Pokestop in Pokemon Go. And it's like right across in the middle of nowhere, barely visible from the road. The only reason we knew it was there is because our buddies brought us gifts from it. Like, okay, it's got to be within these certain yep. points. <laughs> and then along the path, there are actual legitimate footpaths. They're not, they weren't marked. Maybe they are now with the updates of the map. But we submitted a few extra waste spots along there, which were nature signs and a few other bits and pieces that might help lead others to find James May's head in Pokemon Go. I think trying to like, yeah, maybe just bring a bit of knowledge and education, as you, as you've said actually, Jamal earlier. Yeah. It's sort of like just bringing more information to the to the database and to people, so it's easily accessible. As submitting it through a waste spot, it can actually be quite a pleasure a pleasurable experience until it then gets rejected for being I don't know not a temporary structure when it's a sports field. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Milo, you said something interesting there. You said something interesting that I hadn't thought of. You wanted to submit trail markers or Mm. whatever leading up to the head so people knew where to go. I had never thought of putting kind of seed Mm. waste spots to lead to the thing that you were trying to do. That's fascinating. I mean, like you just really sparked something in me that if there's a waste spot that's way out in the middle of nowhere, but it's notable, like it should be in the game, give people a path to get there like hey keep spinning keep walking and you'll get to where we want yes. you to go that's something that i never thought of and i've been doing this for like four it's years it's quite good to try and get people to go out maybe to a bit more rural inaccessible areas and that sort of thing because we know that cities etc are chock-a-block with way spots and you know you know the ones that are in light ship only or ones that are only in pokemon go etc but trying to draw people out to maybe a point of interest that isn't so accessible or visible I think it's genuinely quite interesting. All right. So I've just sent a joke to the chat, which I don't think is quite appropriate for the conversation we're having, but I think it leads to- <laughs> Are you okay to oh, that? Just, their reactions. I'm just having you know, look. The listeners can just figure out what Lachlan's brain was thinking of listening to that You're on the incensed mentality with that we, one, I'd say. <laughs> yes, we, we, we know where Lachlan's brain is right now. <laughs> you must have just dropped an episode and it's just downloading into my head as we speak. So- Speaking of those Wayfarer tools, and I, I love the, using trails to sort of lead people in a direction, mm. especially if it's towards heads. Um, so what do you wish about the Wayfarer tools were more accessible to the average player? Because for me, a Pokemon Go nominator seeing the words Pokestop nomination and then getting an email saying this might not appear in Pokemon Go is a really jarring juxtaposition that mm. gets brought up a lot on the forums, especially by newer players. But for you, what do you wish was more accessible? That actually, Lachlan, is a very critical point because many people do pick up Pokemon Go. Maybe, obviously, it's Pokemon, Pokemon franchise, etc. It's probably Niantic's most successful game. 
more people pick it up and go, oh, by far the most successful game. Just like, like over one billion downloads. Well, like, exactly. That's the most successful game. Exactly. I'm, hey, I just do the content. <laughs> I don't focus on the facts. But I think, like, yeah, you see it going submit as a new Pokestop. Obviously, the aim is to get it in the game as a Pokestop. And then the emails come through from Niantic Wayfarer. It, maybe there is a bit of disjointedness within the system there. I think if they outlined it and said maybe new Pokestop brackets, Wayspot, or something to give it a bit more of a link, that might be better. And that sort of leads to something I was going to talk about, but I think we'll just save that for another show because Jamal's in the hotel room. I want to get him out without a fee. But like the wording, I bring it up so often, the wording when you're nominating a Pokestop, it says, why should this be a Pokestop? Which is why so many people say, because right. there's no Pokestops nearby. Mm. Like, yes, that's a valid reason, but for a reviewer, where that comes in contextually is not great. So... Well, there's there, there's a big disconnect between nominators and reviewers. Nominators are nominating because they want something mm. to spin, hack, whatever it is, and reviewers are trying to protect the game board. So we need nominators and reviewers to be closer together because my my thirteen year old plays Pokemon Go, and her account is at level thirty eight, so she can technically technically nominate. Yeah. So she'd be like, "Oh, well, I want to nominate this." But then when I'm reviewing, I'm like, eh, that's not going to work. So that's why I always go back to the education piece that the person nominating from Pokemon Go from the app, when they go to nominate something, they should just screen should go black and it should bring up the Wayfarer criteria and they should have to understand what they're doing before they get a chance to do it. So to sort of take another page out of the Incense podcast, because that's the podcasting environment you're most used to, Mm -hmm. this is not going to be a question about wingman. But I'm going to sort of try and phrase it like Mark would ask one of your I'm expecting guests, a big backstory. Pokemon to be wingman. So you get an email, and it says, "Dear Mr. Whitfield, my name is John Henke, and I am the CEO and founder of Niantic Labs. I would like you to be our next employee to oversee the new ideas into Pokemon Go. But first, I'd like to see what you can do with our Lightship-only locations in Pokemon Go." So, Mr. Whitfield, my name is John Hankey. Please put more locations in Pokemon Go that are not spinnable photo discs. What do you do? Hello, Australian John Hankey. I need a bit of time to think about that. I will get back to you. No, it's a good point, actually. (laughs) Yes, like make the contract last at least two years and then not release the feature. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Still get paid. Make it work like that. If 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 you're lucky, trainer... It's a very good question because there's so many, like even the ones I've submitted where I've gone through and just submitted loads and loads of plaques. We've got commemorative plaques all through Walpole about X. Just to hope at least one gets approved, Jamal. Mm. And in case one gets rejected, there's another one ready to go. And I fully support that logic of submitting. <laughs> so you obviously can't have spinnable locations or gyms or anything like that. The simplest thing would to be have like maybe a just the spawn density boost or something certainly in Pokemon Go, but if you're looking across multiple games, that's going to take a bit more let's, thinking. Let's, let's just talk about Pogo. So, All right, stick with Pogo. Because I've, 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 I've emailed Niantic what they could do in Ingress with the ghost way spots, and Pikmin Bloom hasn't updated their way spots in nearly 13 months. Quality. So like, at least Pokemon Go does it daily. <laughs> Allegedly. 
I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think actually to a another augmented reality game, Jurassic World Alive, and they have two different. They're, they're not linked with wave spots or anything like that. It's a completely different yeah. augmented reality experience. The the Pokestop equivalent item drop is random, but they have things called event chests that give you. I don't know. It, it, they give you in-game currency, and in Jurassic World, it's so much more pay-to-win <laughs> than Pokemon Go. So you actually need these coins because they give you like three hundred coins, and it's nothing. It's chump ch- change, basically. I don't know. Maybe just like a surprise item, like they're not always active, but maybe they're cycling, and it's like a, I don't know, like a community chest. Imagine Monopoly or something like that, and you mm. and you just get a. A, a sort of an item maybe it's a premium one if you get lucky like you get a lucky egg yep. or maybe you get stumps and get a revive or maybe you get some berries like everyone loves to see in the item boxes so yeah maybe just a lucky a lucky dip kind of thing similar ish to a yep. pokestop but you only get one item and it may be good it may not be i i've always thought of because I, I play all of the main series games. Like mm. I'm so excited for Scarlet Violet, which is coming out in just a couple soon. weeks, and I'm trying so to soon. mentally prepare for that. But so I think of all the various mechanics that the Pokemon Company has put in all of their games, and the first thing I think of is Pokepelago from the 3DS Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, the Alola games. And you could sort of leave a Pokemon on an island on a farm just to do some farming, and occasionally wild Pokemon would appear there. And I would love if it just randomly moved around the map. It wasn't a fixed spot and it just grabbed a waste spot. It could be a, if there's an area with no ghost waste spots, maybe it just picks a regular waste spot to convert temporarily. Right. But like you can leave a Pokemon there and maybe it comes back with some candy and maybe a couple berries or your buddy Pokemon just stops walking on the map and starts dancing up and down. And when you tap it, it gives you a reward and a gift from that phantom waste spot. What about a phantom waste spot, Lachlan, that doubled as a nursery? And nurseries, I could... It, I know Milo knows the current director of Pokemon Go, but like, if I had a sit down with him, we would probably spend four hours on how I would implement breeding into Pokemon Go. <laughs> I've drafted a 70-page document on how it could work and how it would work within the exploration, <laughs> the social, and the exercise route. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, 50k eggs that you can't super incubate. But like, and that don't work with DFIT. And I don't know how they do that. They just have to figure out a way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to (laughs) work. Like actually not just work with Adventure Sync. Like you have, like just make those eggs not work with Adventure Sync. (laughs) Lachlan has put a lot of thought into this, Milo, if you haven't noticed. It doesn't sound like it at all. (laughs) I want to feel validated for these places I've been nominating, which might be ingress locations or might not be ingress locations mm. inside apps I experience. I love how Pikmin Bloom will just bring you postcards from Phantom Waste Spots. And I love that. I do like that idea, actually. Because then you get like, obviously right. different postcards, etc. That'd be quite fun. And, you know, different things to send friends and gifts for them to pin to their sticker book, which will help with the potential Vivalon feature. Well, I think it's time we jump over into the news now, guys. There's been a lot of Niantic news to cover in the last week. And I was messaging with a friend of the show now, I can say that, Ian Waterfall, uh, talking about, he's like, oh, have you done your show notes for Milo? I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. Because every time I started <laughs> to write the show notes, another piece of Niantic news would drop or Niantic would break something in one of their games. So, Welcome to our world. I've typed out. <laughs> I've typed up headlines and a subtopic. So I'm going to try and run through these. Let's play the sounder. 
Let's go. New intro. It's the new intro. It's the new intro. New, new, new intro. New intro for the news. Item one. Niantic breaks Pokemon Go. Niantic breaks Pokemon Go Battle League. Niantic disables the Pokemon Go Plus. So, what do I mean here? <laughs> Zoro have failed at Spotlight Hour. Listen to Lured Up's most recent episode for my rent about that. I had to call in from Australia to America to express my frustrations. <laughs> Niantic breaks Pokemon Go Battle League by breaking Zoro again and making legendaries and mythicals that shouldn't be able to get under 1500 CP in the Go Battle League. Great. Happy that they've already announced that they're working on a fix to turn all of them back into Zoroas, but there's going to be a lot of angry people who spent Stardust powering up these Muse, Regigigases, Dialgas, all of that. So ex- just expect the, the SH1 T-Storm. They disabled the Go Plus because Go Pluses were catching mythicals just for funsies. What a shame. And Jamal, I think you have some thoughts about the Go Plus that you want to put in. I know you've tweeted it, but what's your thoughts? So no one's heard episode 42 yet. And I talked about episode 42 that I don't take Pokemon Go like too serious. Um, and I think Milo, I talked to you about this. And yeah. Still, like I'm not a big shiny hunter. You know, I just, I'm more about the community, like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> Lachlan's freaking out. Hanging out with you guys, hanging out with the guys in Philly when I went to Safari Zone. That's what makes Pokemon Go most enjoyable yeah. for me. I was in my 20s when Pokemon was released, so I didn't grow up with the game like some of you guys did. I, I don't play main series games. You're not so, an East kid like Milo and I. Gosh, you're so old. Get with the times, old man. I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on Jamal's yeah, wavelength. I've never played the main series game, so I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. You're- Lachlan, I, I, I have, Lachlan, I have kids approaching your age. So, But w- w- when it comes down to the, the, the peripherals, I play the game much more passively. Like, you know, I, I work eight, 10 hours a day and, you know, I put a lot of stops mm. in and gyms at my work and, and I'll spin them with the peripheral while I'm working. Um, Cause I work at a tech company and I can't sit there and, you know, do things on yeah. my phone all day. So I'm much more of a passive player unless I'm proactively out in the community, walking around, catching things. So I get joy from being able to play the game passively. I'll have it spin for me and then I'll hand catch. But if I can't play with my peripheral, then that cuts down on my playtime. And consequently, I'm not going to spend money if I can't have fun the way I want to have fun. We've often talked about that Niantic wants us to play the game the way they want us to play. And that's fine. I'll do that. But I'm not going to spend money if I'm not having fun. And right now, without my, you know, ball plus, I'm not having as much fun, so I'm not spending any money. And um, my, what I put in the notes here was hilariously nearly a tweet that was put out by the Pokemon Go community manager on this topic because I sort of think I'm on the same wavelengths as, as them. So my note says, and this is a, I'm going to read it verbatim. Isn't it shocking? that we're leaving helpless trainers having to actually touch waste spots to see their photos, names, and descriptions again. How shocking. So for me, I've had a lot of people message me saying, hey, when was this mural put there in the last 48 hours who historically would not have noticed what the photo was on that waste spot because they don't send gifts, they don't touch the spinners except to spin them with their auto spinners or whatever. So for me, I've had a little bit of self-validation out of it, but I understand the frustration because... I try and send about 80 to 100 gifts a day. I managed to do that today, but I had to hand spin and I was killing the environment in doing so because I had to park at parks <laughs> where there was multiple places to spin, leave the engine running because it's 40 <laughs> degrees out. 
with the aircon instead of just driving past them and then pulling over safely, sending 20 gifts and continuing driving. So I've killed the environment Don't a little bit that. more than I used to, Niantic. <laughs> yeah, tweet that out. I, I pulled over, killed the environment, sent my gifts, kept going. Whereas before I didn't have to stop and kill the environment. There's no so. go plus equals global warming. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> right there you go. So Milo, so so let me let me let me just break it down for you this way. So you know, I have a wife, I have four daughters, and everybody wants daddy time, and I'm fine with mm. that. That's fine. So I'll 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 have my ball plus whatever the peripheral, and I'll be out with my two younger daughters, and we'll be out doing whatever with my wife, and I'm kind of playing passively. So I'm kind of getting my fix of of Pokemon Go. At the same time that I'm still being able to be there, family time, daddy time, yeah. husband time, whatever the case may be. Now, if I don't have that, I like to play this game. This game is really fun for me. So I would be not paying attention to my wife, spinning, catching things. And it's not as favorable to my family when I play this game without a peripheral than what I do now, because I can have the best of both mm. worlds. I get Lachlan's point. So I understand Niantic's point and I understand their point that they want us to tap on our phones and be on our phones forever. That's not going to work for everybody. And once you listen to 42, you'll understand. I'm not a complainer and I tweeted on their tweet, but that's probably all I'm going to do because I don't think it's, I don't think it really means anything. I'll just stop playing. I'll just stop spending Mm. money. You know, that's the way that I kind of show my displeasure and stuff. I don't think going on the community forums, going on Twitter, that's not really me. I'll just stop spending money and I'll spend money on something else. And when they want me back, they'll bring that back. And if they don't want me back, they won't bring it back. Now, just before I get to you on this, Milo, because you live on so many home stops anyway, it doesn't really matter that you can't uh, (laughs) kill the environment or not. Mm. But I think... In Niantic's defense, why they didn't disable Zoroa again like they did on Tuesday was because this was a directive from the Pokemon Company International to release Zoroa this weekend because Zoroark was a surprise drop in Pokemon Unite this weekend. Yep. And it's the exact same way that Clefable was released into Pokemon Unite. Niantic was forced to have a Clefairy takeover. So this is just directives from above the devs might not have had as much time as they would have liked to perfect and test the Zoroa release, considering, based on what we've seen from Pokeminers, this feature has only sort of started coming in the code in the last month. So I think this came as a surprise to them that this was a priority from Pokemon Company International for them. Now, we don't know that for a fact, but it makes sense with the history, especially of that Clefairy event, which no one cared about, and it explains why it got a marketing budget for the Zoroa being in disguise. So... I understand where they're at as a company, but I think my thoughts from uh, Lured Up episode, whatever it was, um, where basically other mobile games will give you premium currency when they F up and they'll at least communicate in app that they've F'd up. And so many people were messaging community groups that don't use Twitter because of the Go Plus not working. Because what they do is they play like Jamal. They open the game, they connect it, and they put like a rubber band over their ball plus or they taper the clip to their Go Plus. Yeah the clips however they do it put a book on top of it i don't care and then they just go to their location and they're passively playing and that's that's my two cents i get their frustration but to not say niantic is 100 percent in the the right here they probably should have put an in-game message out or 
big big brain thought here just disable the go plus's ability to recognize wild spawns if they can toggle off go pluses entirely just toggle off its ability to interact with wild stuff it's a separate field in the settings it that is. should have just been the easy fix it and is. then they can turn it back on when they take zoro out of the spawn pool and then take the dev time to fix it anyway We've got a lot of other news to get through. I just wanted to cover that because it involved interacting with Wayspots and Jamal and I had very different takes on it. I'm killing the environment and Jamal has a family life. <laughs> so, <laughs> Campfire users now get the ability to invite five more friends to Campfire. So we already talked about the Campfire STI a couple Ooh. of weeks ago where nine friends turns into 800. Now those nine friends turn into nearly a thousand. So if you can't get your entire Discord connected to Campfire via an invite thread, you're doing it wrong. If you need to get started, I still have all five of my bonus invites. Saramander, patron of the show, is helping so many global communities in getting it sorted. We can help you out. Hit us up. The Pikmin Halloween Day event was announced. Players will be able to do nine mushroom battles on the 31st of October, which is three times the normal limit, which by the time we're done recording, I might send a couple of my Pikmin out to do mushrooms. Actually, just sent my third mushroom out for the day while we're recording. Pokemon Go Twitter broke the Discord news bots with spam, doing a direct public post to everyone who liked and retweeted their tweet. And it was hilarious to watch Discord communities go into meltdown and messenger chats go into meltdown over them just stalking Pokemon Go's Twitter. Wayspotters won a raid pass. How exciting. I used that the same day. I didn't win anything, but it, a lot of content creators seemed to win it, which I thought was quite funny. I didn't. And then the couple <laughs> that didn't was hilarious. <laughs> but like all their ambassadors conveniently won it. So, mm, yeah. But like the, the comments of when yeah, Pokemon didn't was win. Yeah, that was very, very suspect. Yes. Oh, dear. And then the, the thread by, I think it was also the JT Vela one where he did win. It just had so many retweets, likes, and comments. It was hilarious to see that that tweet was getting engagements from those people's communities. It was just great. A bit of fun and a bit of hilarity. Now. Twitter is wild, man. Twitter is very wild. <laughs> yes. You mean Muskland? Anyway, let's not go into that. So. Niantic Research presented at the European Conference on Computer Vision. They had three videos, three presentations. Check them out. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll tweet the videos out probably in the week if I remember. The first one was about 3D reconstruction without 3D convolutions. Basically, this is how the Niantic AR system works. It's why you have to scan a room before you can place your buddy or catch a Pokemon in the wild. It's a really cool explainer of how the mechanics work and how their system works. And they've got some really cool visuals attached to it. So definitely give it a watch. It's only about five minutes long. The map-free visualization visual relocationalization, which I've never heard relocationalization as a word before, but clearly Niantic has decided it is. This goes into the tech behind the visual positioning system, which is basically what the AR scanning is leading to. So you can sort of see what all those scans are leading to and what Niantic wants to use those scans for, which is kind of exciting. Check it out if you're at all curious as to what Niantic does with those videos you send them. And lastly, they covered the camera posed estimization and localization with active audio sensing. Now, what the heck does that mean? Well, it's echolocation technology from a phone. This allows for more potential AR results with the phone emitting some sounds out and then using itself's microphone to pinpoint where walls are around you. It's like turning your phone into Morbius, which I'm kind of here for because we all love a bit of Morbin time. Okay, definitely check it out. It's all in the Niantic Labs blog. Three great videos. It won't take up too much of your time. 
pre-register for Niantic NBA All World to receive a pair of shoes in-game based on the real-world Adidas's. How exciting. I'm sure Cricket's losing her mind. 100%. (laughs) Next Saturday (laughs) is Niantic Community Day. So remember to be planting flowers or enjoying a full moon in the middle of the day and be safe where you play. Lastly, upgrades have been sent out to users who won them across the three Wayfarer Twitter challenges. We're still waiting to see how the fast track appeals are going to be rolled out to users, but Jamal, I'm sure, will let you know when he gets the email about what he wants fast tracked. And that's it for the news. 100%. We may even break in and have a special like five-minute episode when that comes through. We'll see. I'm curious how it's going to work, and I can't wait for Jamal to take us on that journey. All right. Wait, Lachlan, can I, can, I, can I break in? Can I derail you for a second? I think we need to call out the elephant in the room. Incense Podcast was the very first legitimate uh, submission in the challenge, the and they got photo. nothing. Yeah. Oh, oh, random. I broke my heart someday. because, <laughs> no, that, that I mean, for, for like eight hours, you guys were the only legitimate submission, well, and I'm like, not for they've got it in the bag. For five days. <laughs> Even even better for period, five days, yeah. and it was it, it was Ian, it was a great photo. Five minutes after the post, I was so proud of Ian for doing uh, that. Yeah, so Ian was proud. on the ball with that. It's just a shame it didn't go anywhere. Oh. <laughs> hey, you got yeah. your spots approved as naturals, so I think you're winning anyway. That's fine. All right. <laughs> We're not doing a call of the week this week. Instead, I've got a forum post, which is basically going to be our call of the week substitute this week. I know we didn't do call last week, but we're, we're coming up to episode 45 with you, our listeners, from our Patreon community. So I want to make sure that our Coltastic 45 isn't being wasted on these episodes. So I've sent you guys the link. Now, Jamal, I want you to explain what's going on here because... Milo is probably going to be very confused at what people are doing, and not your cat Milo, the human Milo, but it's related. <laughs> Have we mentioned before that Jamal's cat's called no, Milo? that was the thing. I heard it first in the intro. I was like, oh, damn, really? <laughs> <laughs> His daughters are very confused that Daddy's recording with Milo today, but Milo's at home. <laughs> uh I get it all the time when I'm walking around Walpole because suddenly it's a very popular pet name. I'll hear like Milo called, and obviously I'm thinking, is someone like trying to attract my attention? Nope, nope, somebody's calling their dog. You're like, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? (laughs) So Milo the cat is a very vociferous cat, and he just meows all the time unless you're feeding him. So I don't know if you're the same way, but if I'm not feeding Milo, he's talking to me. Maybe the same, but with uh, spirits instead. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll try to give him some spirits and see if that calms him down a little bit. <laughs> give him the shooters <laughs> like he did in Seattle. All right, Jamal, we've got 20 minutes before you've got to be out of your hotel room. Let's uh, let's keep this show on the road. How? Hey. All right, let's go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lachlan. I'm, oh. I'm good for a derailing here and there. So, so Jamal, this thread comes from Arabella Ardila, who's a po- that's their Pokemon Go account. And the title of the thread is, please remove photos with the submitter's dog again. You know what that means, Jamal. It's time for some. Live animal, live animal, live animal. Now, Milo, Jamal wants to put that on a shirt. It's his favorite rejection reason because it makes the least amount of sense. Like if there's a bird flying in the sky, otherwise it's a perfectly fine nomination. Jamal's tempted to one star it for live animal. Uh, For real? Just be careful. Yeah. Okay. 
No, 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 no. I no, no, no. I wouldn't do that. When the live animal is the subject, it's in the center of the photo. This is, is the I'm thing. Do it. And there's not an if. There is going to be a T-shirt with live animal on it. The logo's already in the works. <laughs> I want to see that happen. I want to see that happen. But I will say, obviously, bird, bird in the sky, flying, whatever. It's part of nature, background, etc. I have taken the liberty of opening this link and. <laughs> it's a lovely it's a lovely dog it's a very cute dog but yes i see the problem automatically <laughs> so we're not gonna uh, name and shame the yes. resistance agents who has decided to add photos and then subsequently have them approved by their community in because <laughs> photo editions is only done by local reviewers so if you add a photo in walpole it's only being seen by the west londoners mm. and i'm sure that's more than just west london tom uh, yes, if definitely. He's listening, there's a fun shout out for West London Tom. Wait. So let's start with the first one, Jamal. So let's pretend this is actually a good way spot. Uh, so describe what you're seeing. So it is actually a good way spot. It's a statue. It's fish. I'm going to assume because this is in, in, in near the Seattle area that these are salmon, but it's a stainless steel, potentially titanium. Uh, looks like a giant vase, maybe a Lachlan Tall. Maybe a yeah, little bit shorter than a long Probably about a, a um, I'd say yeah. this is probably a Ken Pescator tall. The dogs for scale. Yeah. And it's it's on a it's on a yeah it's on a and in Milo just so you know Lachlan is an order of measurement. So if uh, something it's is in American six foot five six, six foot six, six, six we call much. that one Lachlan. So yeah, so that's a meter, a little bit over a meter and a half, right? Two meters, two everywhere meters. Everywhere else thank in the world, gotcha. yeah, two, two meters. meters thank so you yeah, very much. Two meters. So. Everywhere else besides my little place, it's two meters. So this is right around that tall, and it's um, it, it's really it's really a cool uh, way spot. I almost would say it kind of looks like a disc golf basket, but it goes straight up. There's four sides on it, and, and it has it's a in roof, the shape of a triangle. Mm. Yeah, and it has a roof. It's a really and great way spot. It's, it's an upside down pyramid, isn't it? Basically, yeah. yeah. But the- yeah. And yeah, yeah, essentially just to sit next to it and just have some fun, you know, just vibe out, just chill out. And the the problem is the dog. I mean, it's it's someone who's trying to, as we'll talk about, get their dog in the game as many times (laughs) as possible. But this is what I would say is they're ruining a legitimate waste spot, which is actually really cool because I'm sure there's a cool story behind this. I don't know if this is handmade, but each one of those salmon are unique. There's, yep. there's no two salmon True. that are the same on there. This is a really cool way spot. So let's keep moving through the list. And I like to call this one, I know that the nomination, not the nomination, the way spot in question is just titled Forest Hill Park. For, for starters, I would call this Forest Hill Park Playground. Yeah. But like the floor here looks like something out of a Vincent van Gogh painting under this playground. It does. And their dog's just chilling in the middle of it. And there's another salmon, and I'm loving it. But like, <laughs> their dog is really well behaved, just to sort of chill consistently wherever they take it. The dog is very well behaved. Milo, what do you think about this one? Well, I don't know whether the training the dog to listen to the words way spot, and that just means the dog goes in front of the owner, perhaps. But <laughs> it's a, it's a good way spot. We've got a couple of playgrounds dotted around. It's a very good choice, and yes, it's a very artistic it's kind of floor. A shame about the, the the puppy. I don't know why the puppy's there. Like, what are you doing? I mean, at least the first photo is looking at the camera with his tongue out, looking quite adorable. This one is just facing away. You're looking at the ass of a dog. <laughs> So these are facts. The third one in this thread, and there's more, and there's an entire first part to this thread, which we're not even going over from a while ago. 
<laughs> the third one is of a trail marker sign. And wouldn't you know who's standing right next to this trail marker? What is it, Milo? It's definitely not a dog. It's probably actually just done its business before the photo was taken, to be fair. like <laughs> That's what I was thinking also. <laughs> So this is on a, a um, Ingress portal, uh, as you can tell by the thumbs, and it's had seven votes. So me thinks that this person has multiple accounts to thumb this up, or there's some community conspiracy going on here. Mm. But oh, look, it's fun. And the the poster writes: These are not the first photos I've seen from this dog slash submitter. Niantic removed several of from various waypoints in North Seattle and also a nearby suburb last year. More details can be find found here and here. I had thought I had found all of them. Apparently, the last three were missed. Can you please remove these photos from their respective way spots and perhaps check what other identifiable photos the submitter might still have in circulation? Let me know if I can help or provide any other further information. Now, that was posted originally on the forums on the 14th of September. On the 14th of September... She writes a comment, follow up upon further scrutiny, I discovered a few more way spots featuring the same dog. <laughs> We're going to rapid fire through some of these. We've got a shoreline opening park plaque with a bunch of names on it and just the doggo chilling in the bottom left. Not fully in frame, but he looks like he's rolling over. That one feels accidental, honestly. <laughs> yes. But it also has four votes on it. So like it's... There's, there's some voting going on here. Yeah, We have another trail marker where the dog's just said, no, I'm not walking anymore. I'm stopping here. Or he's no, doing, no. A, it's doing his business. A, some urine I think it. he's do- I think he's doing his business there. I think he's doing this his business. This is my way spot. That's <laughs> my way spot. That's right. And that and one has nine enough. votes on it. So that, mm. that might even be a gym. God. It gets better. The next photo is of a different dog, but the same nominator. And the dog appears to have been tied by its leash to the sign of the park. Maybe there's a whole like community of dog people <laughs> who are doing this. And they even show that there is another perfectly fine photo on this way spot. Oh, God, there screenshot. is. I love it. I love it. So this isn't like the original submission. This is someone going and adding a photo, getting it approved through the system, and then making it the primary photo. I'm here for it. And then they and I love it. And the text and the text reads: "I'm able to confirm several way spots from the original thread linked in the previous post had previously removed dog photos restored to them. So I would appreciate if you could double check and make sure those ones are properly removed as well. You can read in their voice the increasingly as, as it continues. They're getting um, more agitated. Yeah, they're getting more agitated as they go. And it continues. And then it says, all, and another. In all caps, and then all three face palms. That's genius. And we've got uh, a lovely sign in which they appear to have photoshopped their dog in a 2D silhouette into this photo that says next to nature. This one's required And you know effort. it's photoshopped because there is a photo on there with this, the dog. Yes. The center photo. This There's is two. great. This is trolling on a whole There's new There's two level. photos for that way spot with their dog in it. And then the one in the middle oh. doesn't have it in. So they've got two pictures submitted yes. in there. <laughs> So they write additional comments. If you look at the third photo I shared for the sway spot, you can see the original sign as compared to the other two photos, which have the additional dog on them. <laughs> this is the same modus operandi as the former gravity defying cow's way spot that was removed from the area last year. Also linked in my initial post. So there's clearly a pattern. On, over a week later posts, any updates on this? Tags a bunch of Niantic employees. 
The dogs in these pictures were clearly put here by the submitter as an identifiable symbol and as such should be removed from the waste spots in question. I have also seen some of the previously removed photos from my original post here have returned to the waste spots. So please go double check here as well. On the 27th of September. So this is a over two week ordeal. Niantic comments. Thanks for the appeal. Thanks. Based on the evidence, we've removed the invalid images off the waste spots. It gets better. On October 25th. Oh my God. They find another one. (laughs) But this is not of the dog. (laughs) This is, um, so Milo, you're your Pokemon Go expert here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you describe what's happening here uh, in your most stiff upper lip manner as possible. Well, uh, what the user has managed to achieve is submitting an image for a waste spot utilizing Niantic's basic augmented reality feature. In fact, actually, no, it might be AR+. I think it's- That the, is AR+. It is AR+, yep. has been utilized in a portrait format. <laughs> so they've put horsey in there um the <laughs> generation one seahorse pokemon uh that that's Look, genius if, <laughs> if they had spun the horsey around about 45 degrees it could become a blowy technically yes i'm not sure <laughs> like well, that's if, what they were going for they might have got more likes the, man, <laughs> the artwork in the photo it's got is five sort of likes a, on it a like business it is. So, man I mean, that, that's pretty holding impressive. his waist belt and like it could end. be interpreted at the buckle, so like he's about to unbuckle. So if that was a horsey or a bell sprout spun around a little bit, if only they were I'm a bit more creative. This was their intent, but this feels like this could have been their intent. So um, Jamal has decided to turn his camera off, so I think his wife is waking up. So I think that is a perfect time for a nice little quick break before we jump into our waste spot of the week and our appeal of the week. So we'll see you guys on the other side of the break. But remember, when you're reviewing additional photos, don't just blindly click yes, approve. Try and figure out what they're doing. Most of the time people are good, but you know you can remove photos by doing that. So please do. Uh, hey y'all, I'm Elfindy y'all and I like butts, but I also like the Waste Spotters podcast. This is Wood Woes, self-scientist. You're listening to the Waste Spotters Podcast. Oh, Jamal, your dad jokes are the worst. Why did the boy bring a ladder on the bus? He wanted to go to high school. How did the barber win the race? He knew a shortcut. Do you want to know why I stopped playing poker in the jungle? Too many cheetahs. Why did the Oreo go to the dentist? It lost its filling. Do you know what sounds like a sneeze, but is made of leather? A shoe. Did you hear the one about the claustrophobic astronaut? Yeah, he just needed a little space. What kind of music should you play while you're fishing? Something catchy. What do you call a girl who stands in the middle of a tennis court? Annette. All right, well, Jamal, your dad jokes were not that bad this week. 
Although I haven't listened to them yet. So this is sort of a, a, a dartboard of faith right now. So My dad jokes are always great. So Milo, we've got a waste spot of the week and we have an appeal of the week. Now our waste spot of the week this week comes from Sarah Manda. I, I mentioned her earlier mm-hmm. and sort of as a pseudo reward for all of the work she's been doing across basically every Discord I'm in in getting people access to Campfire, I wanted to highlight one of her Ingress only locations, Jamal. So do you want to sh- tell us about what you see in the secret origin of Sugarwater Jones? Like, can, I want J- Milo to explain this photo for me, please. Well, um, I will say, actually, it's a very Aaron, nice... But this is not a poker stop. No, it's just Ingress. It's just an Ingress. It's a waste spot. It's all good. So it's yes. been accepted, upgraded. Ingress only. Fantastic. It feels like the side of an electrical box, to be honest, with a very nice mural that's been painted onto it. Of what? I am not sure. The bloke on it has an enormous nose that appears to be pointing to the sky. Um, but I think I, I like that. I like that sort of street art thing. You know, that's really always, it's always interesting to see those sort of things pop up. Yes. And this sort yeah. of reminds me of when I was getting some people for some group hugs and their heads were a, a lot lower on my body. Yes, there's definitely so, some, um, how do we describe creative this? Creative artistic license. Whoa, whoa, where are you where, where are you going with this, Lachlan? Their heads were a lot lower. What are you, okay, we'll keep moving. Go Nobody ahead, Nobody was that short in Seattle. <laughs> Let's just say the, uh, the, the bust of the woman painted on this mural is in contact with the face of the man on this mural. <laughs> I think we'll go with that. Yes. This is why you bring the British on. They've got the best stiff upper lip when it comes to describing slightly awkward We'll things. try and put it in that manner. There is a love heart uh, in a text bubble going between the both of them, so clearly it's mutual. <laughs> and the biggest grin on his face. I love it. This is a great nomination. Yeah. Yes. And if you're listening to this, Amanda, tweet out your nomination and we will retweet it so listeners can go straight to you and check it out. Amanda also wrote on this, This is the first nomination that she has upgraded that would be Ingress only. Her dream and goal is to have all of the electrical boxes in the area turned into Ingress portals so she can make an Ingress mission out of them. This is good stuff, Amanda. I love what you're doing here. I did a similar thing with some murals, which I knew were too good to not nominate and are now an Ingress mission myself. So gold star. I love it. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Milo. Lachlan says this because... I've said on previous episodes, I can't be bothered to nominate something that doesn't show up in both games. I'm selfish. I'd probably be the same, to be honest. <laughs> but well, as someone who I just literally can't be bothered. One, I, I support that. Mm. But like, there's some instances where if I can get it just in Go, I'm going to get it just in Go. Or if I can get it in Ingress, great, cool. It might appear in Go one day. I don't really mind. That's the thing. So that's sort of where I'm at. I don't really mind necessarily if it goes into one game, two games, or or into no game. To be honest, if it's an interesting spot, then it's it's cool. It would be obviously preferable if you go into Pokemon Go for for my end of things. But it would be preferable to go into all of them. Yes, but. That's not the world we live in. But if you're going to turn, if you're going to try and turn all the electrical boxes and they all have interesting street art on them into an ingress mission, I think that is genius. That's fantastic. It's a good little goal, indeed. And hopefully, we see Pokemon Go Route Maker at some point. And I would hope that this is one way of using Ghost Way spots in Pokemon Go. That would be is good. That they just grab ingress. That would that mission. That routes. would that would completely change my. 
Yeah, that would completely change my theory, Lachlan. If the route maker did that, you'd see much more from me. So, Appeal of the Week. And this is from someone I don't think we've featured on the show yet. He's been a long-term patron and he's from Texas. I nearly picked him for Wastebot of the Week, but I think I might save that for another Jamal show because he has a great Wastebot he's recently had approved. However, this appeal comes from Artbulb. Appeal of the Week. And this is something which... I want to highlight because this is the sort of thing people should be approving, but communities like to reject and potentially this one was rejected for orientation. Although I don't know how a wall can have a sexuality, but it is what Let's it is. Let's not go there. It's 2022. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Moving on, moving on. So Jamal, can you sort of explain what's going on with the HWWS City Lake Trail Marker? Yes. So I'm going to enlarge this and I'm going to read it. Trail marker located at the Harlington City Lake Jogging Trail. This symbol is from the city's waterworks system that maintains the public lake and jogging trail. Uh, the marker is located. I changed it. The marker is located at the loop where the city added some additional sidewalk. So what you're looking at is like a retaining wall that goes along the park that separates it from where you go to where the water area is. And there's blue sky in the background with some wispy clouds and you see some trees. And then in the supporting photo, you see some palm trees. Now on the cement wall, you see the actual logo of the department, which I think is a great meeting spot. I can see that, hey, on community day, meet me at the logo. This is a great way spot that should be in the game. I don't know this part of Texas very well to why they wouldn't, you know, put this in the game, but I'm glad Niantic saw through all the BS and put it in. Cause I think this is something where I can see if I'm new to the area and they tell me to go to the logo, I would go there and be able to find this and it would be a great way spot. And what's your thoughts on this Milo as someone who's had a lot of rejections? Is this the sort of thing you might Personal. want to nominate if, <laughs> if you're, Look, we could go through every single one of my rejections and have Jamal tell me that's wrong, that's right, that's wrong, that's right. And even some of my approvals and say, how in heck did you get that through? But like as someone who doesn't nominate as much as Jamal, Mm. is this the sort of thing you would see and think this would be a great way spot? Yes. Yeah, I'd have thought it'd be perfect. I mean, it's a very key kind of sign to do with the area, et cetera. And if it's, it's a big notable kind of sign or wall marker etc it's not small that's for sure yeah. like this wall's probably about i want to say two to three feet tall yeah so like it's not a small wall exactly like, it's a reasonable height to sit on and have your legs dangle it's off there's notable, clearly a large open space behind it notable location as they've clearly demonstrated on the images it's by a footpath or it's accessible and like so I don't, i'm not quite sure for why me, this kind of looks like a football like not yeah. not a proper football but like an american football or rugby you ball. Know, like, yes, yeah, I agree. I can go with that. Well, no, like we can't call a gridiron ball a football. Like it's not a rugby ball. Okay. It's but like it's oval. Like, <laughs> it's an oval. Yeah, ball. it's oval. It's oval. But it's not like yeah, an oval ball. It, it's more like an Aussie football, like our oval footballs. Okay. With, without the the so much of a pointed end, it's really cool. I love it. And this is the sort of thing that a lot of people who are playing Pokemon Go or Ingress and they're walking around looking at their phone, heads down, might actually see out the corner of their eye. You know? Well, yeah, it's large enough. Or or like or like I said, Lachlan, it's a great meeting spot. It's a great landmark that people can go and meet and have this be a starting point or an ending point on a community. Well, certainly by this looking looks at, like a great place to explore. Yeah, by looking at where social. it is, you've yep. got obviously the green area behind it on the wider image so it might be a park or whatever i don't know the exact location but 
it would be a good start point meet up so like let's go meet up at this sign you're not going to miss it you know so quite why that had to be appealed or or got rejected in the first place i'm not 100 percent sure Oh, look, I have had things rejected for the strangest reasons. I remember yes. showing Tintino in Seattle one of the nominations I had appealed. It was a picnic area, and it was rejected for text. And I still to this day haven't figured out what was wrong with the text for that. Mm. <laughs> anyway, that's another story. So, <laughs> Well, Art, Art Bulb, thank you for sending that in. Lachlan, I know you're going to start to wind us down, yeah. but if I could take two minutes to indulge, I need to say something to Milo that I said to Ian also. So Milo, I, I I listen to Incense, a Pokemon Go podcast every Sunday as soon as it drops. Appreciate I listen it. To it. So um, you, I even listen to it before to it I listen to while we've been recording, Jamal. Well, kind of. It's on in the <laughs> background. But but what I told what I told Ian Milo is this: before Lachlan and I started our podcast, I'd listen to your show, and I felt like I was in the pub with you guys. Just kind of hanging out. Like, I, I, the way I feel with like incense is like I'm sitting at the table next to you and I'm listening to you guys talk. And then I'm slowly kind of scooting my chair over. And then by the end of the episode, I'm at your table with, with a pint or a drink. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, absolutely. Or a shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and it's, it, it really gave me personal inspiration when Lachlan and I started our show because if I can get half of what you guys have, then I think Lachlan and I are doing something. Cause I really feel like even before I met you guys in Seattle and we're talking now, I, I feel like I know you, like you share just enough about yourselves on the show to it's so super unique and organic that the listener gets the feel that like, I know these guys, like every Sunday I'm going to hang out with my friends at the pub and have a pint. So I just wanted to say that and, 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 you know, thank you for putting out quality, uh, programming once a week that is good for me personally to listen to. Like I really appreciate it and being behind the scenes on a podcast. I understand what goes into like editing it and making it sound good and doing the little bits and all these things. So I just wanted to personally thank you Milo and tell you that you have a good show. And when I talk about my podcast, I talk about your podcast. I think we can all win, but you put out a quality product and I know we're going to give you a chance to plug it, but I wanted to say this from me to you. So. Lachlan, you can go back and take control thank of the you, show dude. now. So be- before we let Milo say thank you for Jamal's uh, spiel of love, um, I, I genuinely, it's the same thing. Like I have said to Milo while we're in Seattle, your episode drops. It's normally about 11 p.m. my time. If I haven't sent all my gifts that day, I'm jumping in the car, putting on my ball plus, rest in peace, going for a drive, <laughs> spinning some stops and hanging out with friends. And I... I I mentioned in 42, I don't enjoy playing Pokemon Go when I'm by myself. Mm. And podcasts like yours, like Lure It Up, like the GoCast podcast, like Roundtable Chatot, like all of the our amazing friends that we have all across the world, you give me the ability to feel like I'm part of a community when I'm out doing what I love. And that is so important. And like meeting you in Seattle, I genuinely was worried that our energies wouldn't click, but I'm so happy to say that it did. And I can say something completely random to you in your live stream chat. It doesn't throw you off. That stiff upper lip holds strong. (laughs) And I love that you're now streaming your spotlight hours because I'm awake during those times and it's not past midnight. So no, no, it's unusual time. (laughs) Well, no, it's not the spotlight hours, but like the regular grinds, Mm. the events you're playing and you're recording content for. I love that because that's how the game should be played. And as much as I love your eight hour streams from you just sitting back in your chair, having Slack off, hug the microphone and 
when I play Spooly. it back with Cow in a suit, he's like, is that a that plush in the background? I'm like, probably is. Because um, we, 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 we watch Milo's videos while we're doing our 100 trades. It's great. It's a good system. Highly recommend it. They're normally about the right amount of length to string together to do 100 trades in. Okay, I need to do the trades. He, I need to get back on the trading scene. <laughs> you should. Like, I have nearly a 1,000 pumpkin boo XL thanks to just trading this week. Oh, with God. It's been great. <laughs> well, it's got four forms. And I need, yeah. you know... 1,000 odd XL to power them all up to 50 eventually. Um, got my four-star super this week, and that's definitely going to be I got one as well. I maxed it to 50 just for a, a laugh. <laughs> well, if we want to do some humble brags about this week in Pokemon Go, we both got four-star Zorowas. Watch Pokemon, Ooh, watch yeah. Milo's video on how that glitch works, because we didn't cover it earlier, but even though Zoro is still in the game, it's still broken, and you can take advantage of it. In more than one way than uh, one, I have to say. Yeah. You covered, yes, you covered quite a few of the ways it's broken, but there are some more that are actually quite beneficial, which is all good. Yes, which we didn't really want to promote until, mm. by the time this is out, Niantic will be back at their desks and probably have fixed that by now. But, like, you know, we enjoyed it then, but we were able to get rewarded from it. Quite. Uh, I, I, my favorite thing was just watching your stream yesterday, and you've got Francesco in the background, and you're saying, yes, Francesco's changing his buddy consistently, so the Zora was spawned as they should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite fun having the test, you know, having him doing the testing yeah. and switching the buddies, and I'm keeping it sort of authentic. It's okay, seeing how it functions. So it does work, yeah. Yeah. So, and you spread that to the local community, and people are testing it, catching their home Zoroas, and hopefully you get rewarded. So, this one, my, my Hundo Zora was actually caught. Uh, about 700 meters up the road from Counter Suits Place. We just got back from the night we went to Ikea and a friend says, so you know that Zoro which we were talking about? So I've been doing that and my home spawn is a Hundi Zoroa. Whoa. And so we get up Ooh. and we start walking. We don't know when it despawns, <laughs> so we just start walking. <laughs> switch bodies. And you're walking, switch bodies, you're run. Nice. And this was at about 8.39 p.m. So like I was buggered. Like Ikea is a maze. I was buggered. And like we drove around after on the way home from Ikea, nominating bikeway trail signs and all of the stuff because we're, do we're doing it together and that's how we like playing the games. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, Milo's sending me the raid invite. I'm like, oh, I'm probably getting that one. And I didn't. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously one of us is driving. So um, we're, we're trying to get those spins in because we couldn't spin any other way and shiny check those pumpkins. But like having that social aspect is so important. I love it. And content like yours, like the incense podcast, like your YouTube videos, it makes you feel like you're part of a group. Like I don't remote raid except to your raid hours. Oh, I'm honored. Because I feel like I'm in a community when I'm doing yeah. it, you know, like if I'm sitting at home, Lachlan, the that's couch, a beautiful, that time is better spent way spotting. <laughs> Lachlan, that's a beautiful segue. You want to give Milo a chance to talk about incense and his personal content? So I would like, yes, please plug away Milo and anything you want. We will happily retweet for a week after release. Um, it may be mindless because you might randomly respond to Hermes in just saying, oh my God, so jealous and we'll retweet it. So be warned. <laughs> I'm, I'm warned and prepared. Uh, <laughs> no, let's talk about the incense podcast briefly. Thank you both of you. Cause I know avid listeners, etc., of the show. And I really like the fact that, what we've started, God, was it February or uh, late January of 2021, doing our podcasts inspired other people to do podcasts and get into the space, like you guys and the Waylords and a few others, which is just genuinely fantastic because it just it's another breath of content, really. It's another avenue that people can try and express themselves and create something unique, which is great. So very much 
from me and the three other guys. Thank you very much. The Incensed Podcast, like spelt like the item, just with a D at the end of it. Oh, look, I never spell it right first time, honestly. I genuinely just we, have to favor it we still every time I type it, I spell when it When right. we had we had the Whale Lords on and Richard still called it the Incest Podcast. <laughs> well, it's the Incest Podcast, a Pokemon Go podcast, because you need to have those metadata we words start, in your we, search we, stream. We used to be a Pokemon Go podcast, and now we're slowly diverting a little bit, I think. You're we're, just a podcast. We're, we're a podcast which is sort of what, for British blokes kind of having a bit of a, a yeah. banter and stuff and asking each other stupid questions, which can be hilarious. Um, and it, it's a zone no one else covers. Like British content creation, especially in the Pokemon Go scene, mm. is nearly non-existent. After Alier left, there was a void that wasn't filled forever. Yeah, and it's great to see it being filled. We'll get we'll get up to his level <laughs> at some point. I don't know. Um, oh look, Masterful will be the first to that level. Like Coops would have got there if he didn't quit. Yeah, cretin. Anyway, yeah, incensed podcast. Uh, we drop actually we drop shows on the same day that you guys do Sundays same minute is it same minute oh my god you guys are if you guys drop your episode 15 minutes early I just change ours to upload live ah cheeky cheeky sod because you've started releasing it 15 minutes early I'm like no we can't that's have Ian that. dropping it that's nothing to do with me I do the, I do the bulk of the edit and then it's up there but yeah Incense Podcast you can find us on all podcast platforms and we've got Twitter and Instagram Instagram is very irregularly used we need to get better at that so yeah drop us a listen if you haven't done so already but personal content oh sorry but like before we we get to your personal milo i just want to say to our listeners who might be more for like the ingress or more for the pikmin bloom of it or just the wayfarer in general it's not really a pokemon go podcast that's why we dropped it you'll cover the news you'll cover the news but like instead of spending 45 minutes of your hour show on one news topic you will laugh about the ridiculousness of the news item for five minutes and then move on and that is good we need to keep so we need to keep it fresh that's the key thing and and it is more of a podcast about you know having a laugh with your mates really which is so it helps when there's a dead week and you can just as you guys have said have that down the pub kind of chat between friends and sometimes just as you guys know news drops lots of news drops very much in this show there's a lot of news that you had to cover so some some weeks every week like niantic just doesn't stop acquiring companies and those companies keep doing things it's 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 actually the thing is because your your net is so much wider your net is so much wider you cover a lot of different bases whereas we just sort of we're talking about pokemon go news so yeah i'm having an anxiety attack just thinking about the the other games so like the eighth world company they acquired which is web-based augmented reality experiences in the last week i could have filled a four-hour show talking about what they've published in the last week and i said say no Put that to the side. We've talked about Eighth World enough. <laughs> Need to put them, put them to rest. Save it for an empty. Put them week. in their own box. Yes, yeah, save it for an empty week. So, Milo, tell us about your YouTube and what kind of content our listeners can expect if they go to your YouTube. Yeah, personal content. I'm on YouTube pretty much entirely, and I do a mixture of vlogs and live streams typically more now live streaming on the go which is very good fun so i can cover the events that are happening in real time uh out and about for spotlight hours etc i really enjoy that keeping it authentic with the on the go grinds but the vlogs themselves uh we have a different a lot of different vibes with them so you can have like event news and covering sort of what's available in pokemon go 
maybe talking about uh, when a new Pokestop gets dropped, which is great. But I like to go for some more adventurous kind of things. So there are some big adventures. Certainly this year, we, I met the boys, the Wee Spotters podcast, when we went to Seattle. So, Well, I met you before I met Jamal Milo. That says a lot, hey? <laughs> yes, it's very true, because you guys obviously only just met in Seattle as well. So yep. having some big travel aspects, certainly this year it's been international. Last year it was kind of local, keeping it within the UK. And obviously the community meetups as well for specific events, getting more people involved, doing a lot of collaborations with Ian, Mark, and Coops, the rest of the Incense podcast, and a few other people as well who pop over for various events. So trying to take Pokemon Go on the road, etc. That's that's what I quite like to do. And even like your video from Triffins, like, you know, or Trifans or how Tri- Trivan or something. Welsh. I got crucified by somebody in the comments for that. I'm like, I'm not Welsh. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce like, this mountain. That video <laughs> that video is basically what, like a minute of Pokemon Go? Uh, you you take a photo, you submit right. a waste spot, and it gets rejected. Then it's just fourteen. <laughs> that's what the appeals are for. Uh, then you've got fourteen minutes of just car footage right. you exploring and getting yeah. out and exploring, and that's what's different about your content. It's a great video. Thanks, I love dude. that video. Thank you guys. I love that one. So like the the road trips and going to different places, certainly like rural rural places and going hiking. Um, as you say. Maybe not so much Pokemon Go content, but it's about exploring a location and seeing what's available. And having done quite a few different hikes around various places, you don't know what you're ever going to get, whether you're even going to get phone signal. So then it does become just a pure adventure vlog travel thing. Trifan was interesting. Let's just say that. I tried to submit. We'll get a bit of Wayfarer. And I tried to submit. It doesn't have a summit or a peak, as it were. It's a very unusual But it has a can, and cans are technically nominatable locations. Well, it, it technically doesn't even so, have one. It The the summit of Trivan is two yeah. rocks called the Adam and Eve rocks, and I can't remember exactly whether they're... I think they've been put there uh, by... Yeah, this people. sounds primed for an appeal. We'll we'll do that later. It's but just, like, uh, from the video, it, they're, they're landmarks, yeah. but... Reviewers in the UK are such sticklers for like, mm, that's just a rock. I don't believe your Jamalisms. <laughs> but like, it's not a Jamalism when it's fact. Anyway, mm. your content is so good. If you want to hear more from Milo, I can personally recommend the interview he did on the creator series with Ken Pescator over on the Lured Up Ooh, feed. Nice one. This interview was in fact the one that Ken played to all of the other NDA crew members at Seattle showing a highlight of Ken's content production. So oh, really? Oh, that's nice. saying how good it is. He he played it for Niantic. So like, it's a good episode. Give it a listen. It basically has nothing to do with Pokemon Go. You'd love it. <laughs> we end up talking about cars <laughs> and via engines. And, and, not the, and not the Pixar movies. No, no, very much but not. On those- the ones that Lachlan sits in <laughs> when, the, when the Go Plus doesn't work. <laughs> Killing the environment, one unsmittable stop at a time. Indeed. And on that somewhat positive note, I think that's the end of the episode of Waste Spotters. I want to give a huge thanks to both Jamal and Milo for joining us this week. Jamal obviously is in the hotel room and is checking out in about 15 minutes, so we have to start wrapping it up. I would love to keep talking for hours, but unfortunately, Jamal doesn't want a huge bill. His wife would be mad. Understandable. However... I want to remind our listeners that the Patreon Takeover episode, which we do every 15 shows, is coming up again for episode 45. Jamal will be putting out the details of when... 45. 
Jamal will be putting out the details of when we're recording this very soon. So stay tuned to us in the Discord or on Twitter. I am hope I think we're going to try and get it done after the official Niantic Community Day. So it could potentially be the weekend after you're listening to this. So stay tuned for the time and date. If you want to contact myself or Jamal, contact us on Twitter, tweet at us, use the Twitter community group, send us a DM on Wastebotters. I've had to change the thing, so you have to follow us in order to DM us because we're getting a lot of spam. So make sure you're following us. And we also have an email, which is Jamal. Wastebotters at PokemonProfessor.com. And we can feature your email if you want to stay incognito or however, send a carrier pigeon. I don't care. (laughs) Milo, we've talked about where people can see more of your face and listen to more of your voice. But I want to just say also secondary shout out to Ian Waterfall's vlogs because Milo makes appearances in them all the time. And I love those vlogs, the masterful vlogs who we have reached out to and is well coordinating a time now to get to part three of this. That's going to be our tease going forward. Nice. And with that, we're done. I can't wait to hear you next weekend at the same time, the same podcast feed. Goodbye.